D'Addario strings in 30 years. The reason we only stock D'Addario strings is because D'Addario strings are perfect. It's nice to be able to depend on something. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Perry with Premier Guitar here in Nashville, Tennessee, today at Marathon Music Works with my new buddy Greg from the Menzingers. Yeah. Hey man. How's it going? Hey, I'm, I'm really excited to do this. Yeah, we're Big so fan. excited. We're uh, huge fans of the show, so thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for watching. <laughs> yeah. Keeps us employed. Um, you know, Hello Exile got me through the pandemic. Hey, awesome. Such a great record. The new record is awesome. You guys are, what, seven down? I know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, I guess, seven. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> for a punk rock indie band, like, yeah. that's staying power. I know, yeah. We're really lucky to be doing this this long, yeah. so it's been great. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Well, um, let's start with guitars. Cool. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. a lefty. Yes, uh, a blessing and a curse. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, I cannot do anything with my right hands. Um, you know, when I first started, I was probably like 10, and somebody put a right-handed guitar in my lap, and I was just like what lefty all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, turn it upside down. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it works out where you get really good deals, but most of the time there's nothing. Right. And uh, yeah. So well, well, but I did find some cool stuff. So yeah. I'm what's to what's, show what's it your off. number one? I guess I would say this is my number one. This is a 57 uh, reissue from the custom shop. Um, uh, Jenny from Gibson, thank you, hooked, hooked us up with this. Very cool. This is actually really cool. Um, I didn't plan for this, but my birthday is April 14th, 1988, and the serial number is 1488. Wow. So it just kind of felt like it was like made for me. You gotta but, be buried uh, with that. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, this is great. It's not too heavy. It's like a good weight. Oh, you know? that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not too bad. Um, it's kind of newer. I would say it's probably 2000, one maybe oh, yeah wow. uh, so it's new uh it's great yeah i had an old gold top that i played for a while but i kind of retired it it had like a lot of sentimental value on it so Don't i was like let me get like up. a solid custom shop that i could like you know yeah do the whole thing with so have yeah. you done any mods to it or? i haven't done anything to it which is kind of rare because i usually do a lot but i kind of just like it yeah. like it's yeah these custom buckers they're like they're pretty gnarly. I didn't expect them to be as gnarly as they are. They have like a lot of gain to them, but huh. I personally really like that. I definitely battle with our front of house a bit because he's just like, dial back the gain. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, it's kind of fun. So uh, yeah, but this is kind of just stock and uh, it's been great to me. Yeah, I really, really like it. Yeah, it's cool. And then before we go any further, what strings and gauges are you guys running? So these are Ernie Ball 11 to 52s. Uh, they have the wound G on them. And oh. we do, we're, we're half step down. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. yeah. so. I actually, I prefer 11 to 48, um, but I, I really struggled half step down on uh, Les Pauls. So they, I just they couldn't get the bottoms to stay in tune, like diving in, they were getting a little janky. So I just beefing up that bottom really helped me. So uh, I leave, I don't have it now, but when we put, when I have like tellies and bring on the road, I'll do 11 to 48, but yeah. Yeah, because the scaling is probably accommodates for yeah, the, yeah, a little bit yeah, extra, definitely. sure. definitely, so. Well, that's a beautiful guitar, it's so clean. Yeah, yeah I know, it's, it's weird, like, I want my guitars to, to look like driftwood, but this one just like, it just stays nice and clean and whatever, it will one day. There's always yeah. a special place in my heart for a gold top because they yeah, just look so fancy. I know, yeah. Uh, you got a little bit of buckle rash, but not, not much. Not too bad, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Cool, cool so that's number one. I would say this is number one. I'm pretty much using it for, yeah, um, for a little bit more than halfway through the set. 
Uh, this one's pretty cool. This is a 63 uh, reissue. Um, I need to reiterate for left-handed people, they'll, they'll know how hard it is to find things like this. I can't this. imagine. Yeah. yeah. So uh, basically, I, um, I, there's a shop in Austin called Austin Vintage Guitars. It's great. I walked in one day about 2017 and I saw this. Um, well, I saw this like model and I immediately fell in love with it. I was like, that is the coolest guitar I've ever seen. I want it so bad. And the owner was like, you know, I feel really bad for everyone that doesn't buy this guitar. And it like really messed with me. So I, I couldn't afford it and I left and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And it sold and then, you know, this is a 2015 and I, from what I understand, like the Memphis shop made a handful of these lefties, maybe like 15 or something like, and then like, so they, they pop up every now and then, but it's pretty, pretty rare, rare to see it. So this, another one popped up and I immediately tried to buy it. I got the sale. Then the guy backed out. He's like, I can't get, I can't rid, get rid of it. Yeah. I'm like, no, you don't understand. So then like two years later, I find this one online on Reverb. And uh, I, I, I had to tell my fiance, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just have to buy this. Like, you don't, I'm not in the market to buy a guitar right now, but this came up and I have to get <laughs> yeah. it right now. So. And she was supportive. She was. She's like, I understand. Because oh, she knew that lady. I was like searching for this, for this yeah. one. But yeah, this is really cool. I haven't done anything to it. Uh, it's like, you know, it's got the 60s slimmer neck, mm -hmm. um, which is cool. Like. Some people don't like going from the big beefy to the, the thin ones, but I do. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of just like yeah. makes me play differently. Um, but yeah, this has been this has been really great. Stock pickups. Stock pickups. I'm not actually sure what they put in these back then. Were they doing custom buckers in like 2015? I, I don't know because the Memphis shop I think was doing a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. Uh, I'm, so I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Um, it's, I love a 335. I think it's such a beautiful guitar. I know, yeah. He's got the grain popping through. I like the double ring uh, tuners on yeah. them, too. Yeah, Have cool. you had any uh, issues with feedback? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so definitely. So it definitely need to like play this. There's certain songs where I'm like fuzz pedal or something, cannot play this. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned the hard way last year uh, playing this, and I was like, whoa, I ruined that yeah. song. So uh, this is definitely more of the cleaner type stuff we, that we do. Doing this job, obviously, we, we come across a lot of DIY fixes for yeah, that problem. Yeah. Like we, I, on one rundown, this guy was shoving his old boxers in there. Oh, like, seriously? Yeah. Like <laughs> some people put foam in them. And, yeah. You know, but. Yeah. I, you know, I just try to stay away from that and play the Les Pauls for like the, uh, right. the more fuzzy the kind of heavier, stuff that's going to blow right. up, blow it up. But yeah. But yeah, this one's pretty cool. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. The binding is looking all yellow. Yellowy. Too. I yeah. Love it. Oh, it's so yeah. That's cool. pretty awesome. So that one's cool. Yeah. Uh, then I got a, um, this one is a, Les Paul Custom. Uh, this is a 92. Um, this one has a pretty insane story, actually. Uh, so we, we played Riot Fest. Uh, it was the year that Jawbreaker just got back together, oh. um, like one of my all-time favorite bands. And uh, it was just, it was like we had such a great show, and then we got to watch them, and they like let everybody on stage, and we're all like partying on stage. And it was, it was just crazy. It was awesome. We got to see like, you know, favorite bands. And uh, Blake comes out, and he has this a white um, custom. And he's lefty. And I was like, man, I need a white custom. I was just like sold on yeah. it after that show. So the next day after Ryefest, we were playing in St. Louis and I was on Craigslist looking around and um, this one popped up. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So he's kind of like, I, I need to get it. So <laughs> I call the guy up and uh, he's like, yeah, man, come on over, like drive over to my house. So we drove the tour bus to his house. <laughs> and and he was comes, he like, oh. He was like, <laughs> what the hell? He comes out, he's like, yo. So like he invited us all in and like he showed it to me. And I was like, yeah, I'm sold. Uh, he was in a band called Sister Crank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, hell yeah, Border. Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah. So we were like, people call this a sister crank guitar. I don't like to, because it's a little ridiculous of a band name. But yeah, so this was his guitar. And uh, well, if you're watching Sister Crank, yeah, the pick um, sounds good. He smoked a lot of cigarettes. That's why it's yellow now. Um, and it still kind of smells like cigarettes. Really? But I, yeah, I kind of like the yellowing. Like I don't mind it. It's going to yeah, happen anyway. Totally. You know? Yeah. So um, this one I did do a bunch of work on. Um, I I put uh, Seymour Duncan Antiquities in it. Um, they've been really good to us throughout the years. So th those are cool. Yeah. So I switched those out. And um, our old tech, uh, Nick, he... Um, like upgraded the pots because like the guy like soldered like, it was, Ooh, like, it was just like, like a home job yeah oh, okay yeah, yeah. So, so we kind of like cleaned that up and made it a little bit more rock solid but yeah this is this is a pretty cool guitar yeah, yeah. Is, is it heavy it looks thick it's, it is definitely my heaviest oh, yeah okay that's a backbreaker yeah i think it probably 10 pounder yeah. yeah oh easy yeah for sure how many songs do you think so it's kind of been going back and forth so i i've been doing like eight songs a night on this but now i kind of like I only like to play three guitars during the set just because we kind of, it's kind of like Ramon style, our, our sets, they move really fast. Sure. So there's not much time to like be switching out guitars. And you're not switching up tunings or anything no, like that. Okay, no, so, no, no, yeah. no. The only thing mainly that we do is I, I use capos a lot. Sure. So it'll kind of be like come out with a capo. But um, yeah, this was kind of like eight songs, but now, like yesterday, I did the 335 and I'm like, this kind of works better for some of these songs. Yeah. So, but I'm just somebody that like I'm very indecisive with my guitar. So like in two days, this will maybe get the whole set. You know, it's right. that kind of thing. So yeah, but uh, beautiful guitar for yeah, sure. Cool, thanks man. Yeah, yeah, this is a, it's a fun one. And then uh, the last one I got out here is this uh, Junior from the Custom Shop 57. So sick. Uh, yeah, I got this from our local shop in in town, uh, Russo Music. Um, they they helped me out with it. Went through Gibson, and uh, this was this was crazy. So I ordered it in 2019, and um, it took a while to come in. But so it comes in in April 2020, and the, and the guy like you know my friend who owns the shop was like they paid for it in advance, and he goes yeah yeah your guitar came in you know it's awesome everybody sounds really excited about it. I was like. I don't have a job anymore. Oh, <laughs> so man. I was like, I don't think I could buy that off of you. And a week went by. And they're like, great, we're stuck with this lefty. Yeah, and he's just like, <laughs> he's like, great. Now uh, no one's buying, like at the time, yeah. no one was buying guitars and was like, now I'm stuck with this lefty. But um, a week went by and I was like, you know, depressed. It was like no shows, nothing. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. I just need to buy this. And if something horrible happens um, I can always sell it sure but like I and I'm so glad I did because it's amazing guitar um, yeah it's really cool I mean simple obviously and uh, this has kind of just been the encore guitar yeah. just like a couple couple songs but it's funny like we went to Western Canada um, so last year and checked got, it up nice got all the checking yeah. got out of its case one day and was like oh, oh. I guess that's uh, but I don't know beat up junior is like the way you want them right yeah I mean it's yeah. I have a newfound appreciation for them because of Brian Baker yeah you know? yeah yeah it's funny when I when I was a kid and I saw these I just thought like oh like yeah, sure. it's like a student model or something yeah. like I want to play metal or what you know what yeah, I mean? like yeah, I wasn't yeah. interested but now like a single P90 guitar like one total pickup P90 there is a sonic thing that it does that is so cool. Absolutely, like, yeah. I, you know, I, I like. I definitely have a, a appreciation for them as well too. Mainly from Brian, just like seeing the way that he plays yeah. them. It's so cool. If but, you guys are into Bad Religion or any of other, Brian's other bands, Stagnancy or whatever, he does a really cool thing on Instagram where it's like uh, oh, guitars yeah, in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he, he kind of goes. He does a lot of genius. It's yeah, very, very cool. absolutely. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think just being in a punk rock band, you need a junior yeah. at some point. You know. Like, I love how no frills they are too. It's a right. flat piece of wood. Yeah, exactly. You know. And you know, like. 
I hear so many horror stories of people that can't keep them in tune with the wraparound and everything. This thing is like solid, you know? No I've had no problems with it. Um, yeah, knock on wood. But yeah. yeah, so it's been it's been really good to me. Um, and it's really fun, yeah. Yeah. It's been cool. Man, you got a, a good little stable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, thanks, not appreciate it, yeah. Like you're uh, kind of covering a couple different territories. So totally, yeah, yeah. definitely like, you know, it's funny, like, I don't know why I, I gravitate towards Les Paul's live. I mean, our, our albums are more like Telecaster based, but I, I guess there's just something about Les yeah. Paul that I really like playing live with, yeah. yeah was it your first guitar? Uh, no, no, actually a Strat. Oh, but really? Then, but like after, my, after I had a Strat, then I got a Les Paul and I just kind of really got into that sound. Totally, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, and, yeah. It, it could just be my ear, but to me, the new record, almost sounds like a little less gainy. Yeah, like definitely. Kind of more of an Americana. For sure. Like Springsteen-y kind of vibe yeah, going yeah. on, and I love it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I wondered coming in here if you're gonna have like more of... You know, yeah, probably like... I'm sure we, the 335 does that room, thing. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. If we had more room, I would definitely love to bring my, my telly out, but like I was kind of going through the set list and these kind of guitars made sense the most for totally. it. But uh, yeah, in the studio we kind of experimenting more with different amps. Like uh, there's some cool old AC30s and like deluxe reverbs and stuff like that. So sure. um, kind of got to experiment with some sounds and shit. Yeah. Which is fun. What a great Definitely. way to figure out what you like. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I realized that I kind of like everything. Yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> I just need it all, I guess. You know, my, yeah. my, my favorite part of, of any band having a lefty yeah. is that the guitar players look so cool standing next you to each what? other. Yeah, it kind of like, does work yeah. out. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I think I'm curious if I would be as obsessed with like guitars if I was right-handed, because then they'd just kind of be everywhere and they wouldn't be such a thing. But like, it's a different journey for you. Yeah, for sure. yeah. these are like kind of more unicorns. Like yeah. when, you, when you find them, I don't know. At least for me. So it's like when you find a good lefty in a shop, it's like whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, right on. Those are great awesome. guitars. Um, yeah, should yeah. we hop up and take a look at your pedals and amps? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. All right, Greg. Now we're here on stage with your amps and pedals. Mm -hmm. um, the 800 is something you've had for a while, right? Yes. Uh, this is probably my first real amp, I would say. I uh, well, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to sell out the blues. De I had a blues Deville. Hey, that's nothing wrong great. with that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. yeah. I got that when I first started. I bought it for 100 bucks off my buddy, and that like toured with us for like five years, and it was like unbelievably reliable. I loved it, but. Um, I don't know, I just always wanted a Marshall. Yeah. So uh, I got some bucks together and got it off of Craigslist off this kid. And uh, yeah, this, eight, this is a 100 watt, 1985. Um, and it's, it's great. It's been with me forever. It's incredibly reliable. And uh, I don't know, it's like, it's punk rock. It's awesome. It's, it's actually kind of interesting though, because there's four Marshalls that I have and they all kind of rotate of like one's in the shop and then one's out. <laughs> but uh, so, <laughs> I just got a 72 um, 50 water, and that's supposed to be here, but that's in the shop right now. It blew up in, in New York the other night. So, oh, uh, man. Yeah, so that was a bummer. But uh, I like finally got things dialed in how I liked it, and then at Soundjig, which went, yeah. and just it was like, I'm done. <laughs> Damn. I love an 800, though, because yeah. you know, like if you have to backline mm -hmm. or anything like that, Absolutely. like it's a, great, it, it's a good platform. Yeah, you know? that was my, my first thought with them. I was like, we're doing a lot of fly-ins and like, sure. you know, just everyone always has an 800 and uh yeah they're great um you know it's crazy they they all sound kind of different you they're, know yeah, right yeah. Like, I've, I've thought that myself before you yeah. know i would say there's there's good ones and there's bad ones but maybe people just like different things than i like but uh yeah there's some that are like really dark bright more gainy less gainy but uh yeah this one's i don't know it's solid like um I don't know. I don't really do anything too too exciting with it. Like it is funny because they are so unbelievably loud. Like I'm sure they're you know. scary loud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have it under one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right? It's like and it's still pretty loud. Yeah. So yeah. But you're so you're not getting 
a ton of gain from it necessarily, right? Are you using pedals for that? Or? I mean, I, I, I'd say I get most of the gain from here. Really? Yeah, I think like, I would, I don't think it's a, a ton of gain, but I think people watching would be like, that's an insane that's a, yeah, of gain. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I would, I get it most here, but then like I have stuff on my pedal board sure. to like boost solos and like, you know, thicken some stuff up, especially when I switch over to the 335. Like this guitar is pretty gainy to begin with, but the 335 is a lot cleaner. Sure. So if I need to like thicken that up, I'll, I'll use the clon. Gotcha. Stuff, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I've noticed <laughs> since doing this show especially, but like also just playing in punk rock bands, guys mm -hmm. like us mm -hmm. have a totally different relationship with gain than oh. anyone else in the world. Oh my God, you I know. know. It's so funny. I was watching something on YouTube of, 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 of someone like, running a Marshall and they're like, I would never use that. Yeah. And I was like, that is barely on for me. Like yeah, that is like yeah. no gain whatsoever. Yeah. So I would need some pedals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah. So uh, like I have the preamp around like four, which, uh, yeah, it like, it breaks up en enough. Yeah. I feel like a good punk rock breakup. I mean, it's, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. I mean, these are great. I mean, yeah. and it's crazy too. Cause they, they went up in value so much. Like, I, I mean, they used to find them for like a thousand dollars all day. And now like, they're like, Two, three grand, it's like yeah, they're the hell. Very expensive. Yeah. It's funny too because like, you know, I, I love Marshalls. I mm -hmm. love an eight hundred. Yeah. Can't stand a nine hundred. Yeah. I don't same. know why. Yeah, I know. know. It's like, like it's just a little bit different. Anytime yeah. I've gotten stuck with one on tour, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. This yeah. is why is this? I'm like weirdly, so weirdly picky about Marshalls and I, I love Marshalls. Yeah. I know a lot about them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like a kind of a nerd for the whole company. But um yeah, I, I don't know. There's certain ones that just like work for me and others that don't. Sure. But then it's weird that like I played a, a JCM 2000, which I thought I would hate, and I actually loved it. So it's like sometimes some things are just like, I was like, I shouldn't like this on paper. But yeah. I was like, it's actually kind of good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think a lot of it is just me not being a killer player. Yeah. You know, because like yeah. guys that can play anything, they're going to make it sound good. Yeah. But yeah. like I've heard 2000s sound great. I've yeah. heard it sound terrible. Totally, yeah, totally. It's just, yeah, it's like, it's just... It, it, how you how you use them, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So. So yeah. this is always on, but you're also running the JMP all the time. Right? Yeah. So this is a new one. Um, I just got this is a, a JTM 45. Oh, JTM. Yeah. yeah sorry. So uh, shout out to Joel from Marshall, who's uh, kind of been the best to us forever. Uh, he just sent this over to us, and um, yeah. So I've been running like vintage Marshalls, and like kind of like I said, there's, you know, there's always a problem Pro, with pros and cons. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, talking with our sound guy, and he goes, you know, it's time you get like a modern one, just something that's not going to blow up. Yeah. yeah. So this, I mean, immediately has been great. And I always kind of wanted a JTM 45 because I have a Bassman at home, uh, like a 1965 Bassman, and oh. I love it. And that's like kind of my main songwriting amp at my house. So I wanted something similar in that world, but I still wanted the Marshall like stack right. and things. So this is kind of like the closest I can get to that, I feel like. And then you're just running them together. Yeah, all both on. together, yeah. Can we hear just your bass tone without pedals? Just sure, to... yeah, yeah, just like. <laughs> what I love about that, the specific type of gain is like, yeah, it's gainy. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. balls to the walls and, and strumming hard, it's gonna be gainy, but if, you lighten up your attack, it does clean up yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's like clarity, there's still clarity to it, you know? Like, it's not, it's not insane, you right. know? Like, it, it's, yeah, it's workable, I would say. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Wow, yeah. well, that's a great platform. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's they're really fun. I, I love having the Marshalls. Uh, it's funny. You, like it definitely stole the Pete Steinkoff. You could see there's like some idols in our in our sure, camp. Yeah. You know? He had like the two Marshalls and we toured with them and I was like, man, that would be so cool if I could rock that I, one that, day. I, I, that had to have been like the most fun tour ever. Oh Those guys my are so God. great. Yeah, they're like some of our best friends. Yeah, and like rules. definitely the best times I've ever yeah. had on tour has been with them. But uh, 
Yeah, so these this is uh, an AX cab, just stock. It's got greenbacks green in backs. it. Mm -hmm. um, and then this is an old JCM 800 cab that I replaced the grill cloth just to match. Oh, I'm a, okay, nerd, yeah, yeah. I'm a nerd for that. But um, it, Does it also have greenbacks? No, it has, all right. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I definitely made the mistake of reading message boards a little too a little too closely when I didn't need to. So I was like on the gear page and I was like, all right, I was gonna, I have this 100 watt Marshall, don't use greenbacks with it. It's gonna blow up your amp. So I got the Celestian Creambacks, mm -hmm. you know those? They're like 65 waters. Yeah. I'm not that crazy about them. I should have oh. got the greenbacks. They're, they're good, it's just, I really like greenbacks. Yeah. And I'm not gonna blow it up. I barely have the amp on one. But I just yeah. like took like comments a little too close to totally. home. And then I'm like, yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I learned to like trust my gut with that kind of yeah. stuff now, yeah. opposed to like just seeing what strangers online say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. everyone's got an opinion. Yeah yeah, 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 so I don't know. Maybe maybe I will blow them up one day, but it hasn't happened yeah. yet, so. Uh, man, I love a green, there's something about an 800 and greenbacks yeah. that is like, I guess because I'm sure whatever you grew up listening to mm -hmm. was pretty similar to what I grew up yeah, listening yeah. to. So I think we've just kind of trained our ears over totally. like 20 years to be like, that's the, the sound. Yeah, you know absolutely, what I mean? yeah. yeah. I think all the best calves I've ever played had greenbacks in them. Yeah. Um, our front of house, he has a whole rig that we borrow or we rent from him in England, and he's got a cab from the 60s with 60s like pre-roll of greenbacks in it, and it's insane. <sighs> I know, so like I have that tone in my ears. So he's got like a 74 JMP with the pre-rollers. So, you're so like that him. is always what I'm chasing yeah. in my head. So yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah but um, I got these two, and then right now I have a 78 um, JMP uh, 50 water back there as my a, spare. A backup. Yeah, sure. which is. Funny because it's not a good spare. That one blows up all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. So that's the one that that mostly blows up. Yeah. But uh, dang. Yeah. But it's well, fun. I don't know. Like, I I don't want to. To me, that's just like playing music. It's fun to things to go wrong. I don't know. Is that weird? Like, I I like things to not be perfect every single night. Like, I like the chaos that comes with. You learn with a lot this. from it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I'm. You know, a lot of people use Kempers and all that kind of stuff. It's not really for me. I like having amps and things that, I don't know, you have to tweak and have to, I don't know, they can go wrong sure. and who cares, I don't know. You Plus, learn a in lot. a different room every night, yeah. there's gonna be a different set of circumstances that you're gonna have to figure out how to navigate, yeah. so. I, it definitely sounds ridiculous to say that I like things that go wrong, but I don't know, there's just like, yeah. I don't know, it's fun. <laughs> it is <laughs> Whatever. Kind of fun. Yeah, it's like, all right, I will say, they don't. it doesn't go wrong all the time. It's just like once a year, something will be in the shop. Like most of the time, everything is very reliable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and obviously you're traveling with road cases. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Everything's, you know, properly stored. And so I don't know if you guys have ever had that experience, but if you don't travel with road cases, you're oh going to ruin your shit. Yeah, <laughs> That's seriously. the worst. Before we, could afford, like, before we could afford road cases, all our amps were destroyed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I've been there, man. It's yeah, the worst. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so on to pedals. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen, I, I watched something you did for Run For Cover Records. Mm -hmm. Shit, like probably six years, yeah, eight yeah. years ago now. And it was like, a pretty different board. Sure, yeah. How often are you pulling things in and out? A, a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah, I would say um, this is this is pretty close to being standard at this point. But there's certain things that that I like to change, and that a lot of that comes with like the set list and uh, you know just what I'm inspired by at the moment. Sure. You know, like you get I don't know get bored of some things, and you want 
I don't know, you, you want new things and new things excite you. And then also like there's the reverse of that where like I'll go too far and like get all these oh, high really tech stuff this, and like yeah. I got this timeline and then I've never made one preset in it and I'm like, okay, I get how this works for other people, but I'm singing and playing and I can't be like tap dancing through it. Like I, I kind of have things like set right. and I kind of leave them there. So yeah. So for this board, mm -hmm. is this like, uh, you know, an approximation of stuff that you used on the new record? And that's kind of how you're chasing that, like spaghetti at the wall in the studio, but then bring it home. Pretty, pretty yeah. much, okay. yeah. So like in the studio, we were lucky. We used some like cool vintage effects. We used like uh, an old fuzz face, and um, I have like a green Russian big muff oh, cool. that was I used a lot. But I'm not gonna put that on the board. Right. So yeah. Uh, yeah so th some of those kind of things, um, and then kind of finding some like more reliable modern things to kind of replace that. So yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Well, walk me through the chain. Sure. Uh, I got this Earthquaker device is the Hoof Reaper. Um, that's uh, that's kind of my fuzz. Um, you know, it, it seems that the the chatter I've seen online is that people don't really like the Reaper side, but that's the only side I use actually. So, so I know. So like I I mean the the Hoof sounds great, but I just don't I don't really have. I don't know. I mean, I guess I could use it, but so I've never had one. Is this uh, like a boost one side fuzz the other, or are they both? No. Fuzz? So this is a big muff on one side and tone bender on one side oh, okay. with an octave in the middle. Uh, yeah. So Nasty. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I I, I kind of only use the uh, the tone bender side, um, and yeah, it's like. I don't know. I'm I'm not a shredder at all. It's kind of more just like noisy kind of stuff. Sure. So like, could I hear? Sure. One or the other. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like. Um, so this is like the, the Reaper. I kind of do this like octave thing in one of our new songs, just like. It's kind of like yeah. big and thick and yeah, noisy. It fattens it up for sure. Yeah, yeah. totally. And uh, so yeah, this is then the muff side, which I'm currently not using, but it's like. Sounds sick. I love them both a I, lot. So the only. Dude, hit the octave, hit the octave. Yeah, the octave. Which I never, I, that's probably the Maybe first time I've ever turned yeah. that octave on, but yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're both really cool. I just, I feel like I just gravitate more towards this one. We have a song called Thickest Thieves where it's kind of just like simple lead stuff like. Just kind of noisy, simple, shit like that. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, a cool pedal. That is fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like, I, I kind of don't really even use it that much. It's like two songs, but this is um, Earthquaker Devices Plumes. Okay, so I couldn't believe how cheap this pedal was. It's like a hundred dollars yeah, or something. Cheap, yeah. And it's like a tube screamer, but I was kind of like I couldn't believe it at first and then I played it and was like sold. I like I, I really, really love it and I think it's great. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of like my main like lead pedal, I guess you would say. Like uh, um, whenever I do like like <laughs> Like not soaring. crazy gain, but lots of sustain. Totally, yeah. The only thing that's it has the soft switching to it, and that's the only thing I have to get used to sometimes because it you, like you press oh, on the it actual, and then it goes okay. on. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's kind of like my main like uh, lead pedal, I guess you would and say. And so, what is what does that little dip switch do? Change clipping diodes or something? I think so. I just leave it on the middle one. I'm not Whatever exactly sure. sure. And it's kind of like I think. It, I'm pretty sure that's the more transparent one, um, and I've kind of just I kind of like that one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, cool. Um, yeah, that's kind of like the main like 
riffy kind of stuff. I'm never soloing, you know. Right. Like the most the solos are are like kind of what I'm doing. One line Single leads. Note yeah, stuff. sure. Yeah, it's like punk rock bands. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not a good guitar player. <laughs> you know, just like a, yeah. Um, and then yeah, so this KTR. Um, great. Yeah. I love them. I know. Me too. Yeah, especially, I mean, if you can get one at. Yeah. The actual price, what, 250 I think, sells them for. That's what I got it from Russo. They came into our shop, our local shop, and sold out. Guy immediately day. called me and was just like, I got one in. I'm like, I bought I'm, it. I'll yeah. be there. And yeah. so, like, for that price point, I think it's great. And, but then, like, me and my friends were chatting. We're like, man, we should sell ours because they're like $900 now or something. <laughs> like, crazy. Like, who would pay for that? Well, but, uh, people did that with the original clones, too, and they yeah, regretted it. Like, I know. You know, and it's crazy too. Like I don't even know how expensive they are now. They're like five, uh, something ridiculous. If like you, that. yeah, yeah. Well, I think the the price also has been driven up a ton because when once you find one, yeah. pe people don't let them go. Yeah, man, definitely, it's like, definitely. Um, so yeah, this is kind of like my main boost, and sure. I mainly use this with the 335 just because it's cleaner. So um, if I need like for the choruses, I don't really use it for the gold top all that much, but I can show you an example. It's like. You know, a little it's bit. Like a little bit of a mid hump. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that really helps with the 335. That's just cleaner. But um, yeah, so I'm like kind of drive through choruses and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, then the MXR analog chorus. We, um, our record on the Impossible Past uh, had a lot of chorus on it, mm. and um, we're we're playing a song tonight that's like nice things um, where I needed it you know sure. I, I kind of don't use chorus all that much anymore but I kind of throw it back on the board for, for that song for sure that song yeah yeah but uh you know it's I don't know all right so I got I gotta admit personally I don't like chorus Same. for some reason I, yeah <laughs> but that one's not egregious yeah that it's doesn't not bother too me. bad yeah. yeah I mean I I think I, I really liked Course, and then I just felt like it was just everywhere all of a sudden. It came back so hard. God, did it ever. Yeah, yeah. And I just got really over it. I just feel like I heard it everywhere, and I was like, okay, I'm not into that anymore. But, um, yeah, you know, I just when like... When used properly, I think it's great. I, yeah, I yeah. agree, yeah. So uh, that's kind of just... I'm using that for one song, basically. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, DD3, kind of classic. Three. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this means anything, but it's one of the first ones from the 80s. I don't I oh. can't I can't tell a difference, but huh. someone someone sold it to me as they could. So oh, sure, <laughs> sure. Know, I was like I mean right. there might have been a difference in the chips and stuff yeah. from what they could find. But. but um I have this one set uh we have an outro um on a new song called Try where I basically just have like a repeating kind of thing that goes through. So like it's with like it, I just have it and I have it set with like Kind of do some like fun stuff like that, that. over Tom's thing, and then uh, then it goes into the next thing where I switch over to the L cap, um, which is kind of I I just have it set mainly as like um, slapback, oh, okay. kind of quick. I guess it's not too. It's That's kind pretty of square wave. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I really like this. I've I don't know. I've been recording with it a bunch, and um, I don't know. I've been really happy with it. Strymon makes a great product, man. Yeah. yeah. 
And I, I had the timeline, and I, I loved it for recording, but I just kind of found it's, that I wasn't, I was just using that setting. It's so funny because yeah. man, the, for as much as those fucking things do, yeah. everyone that has one, it's for like one song, exactly. for one part, or like, you know, one setting. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So I, I, all of a sudden I was like, you know what, just, this is kind of set and forget it. And yeah. like, I'll twist, I'll, I'll like turn this down and I'll like, you know, speed it up here and there, like tap something in. But True. for the most part, it's like, it's kind of just simple. I mainly just like, Put on leads and like um, you know we have a song where I kind of do like a little like a you know like a little quick finger picking yeah. thing and it kind of thickens it out. So, it's tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I have Strymon Flint. Um, I love this pedal. Uh, I love both sides. I kind of I'm only using the reverb. I use the reverb. We have a song called Lookers that kind of starts off. It was like recorded deep in the room kind of thing, mic in the back. So like, I just kind of set it on to like for the intro. It's not even too much, yeah. but you know, just to kind of give it a little bit of a room just, sound. Just give it a little air. Yeah. I, exactly. I, I, I love reverb and I think it, it's like one of the most emotion mm -hmm. eliciting sounds. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it just automatically kind of takes you to a place that yeah. almost like Trem does that to you for me. Yeah, yeah, you know? totally. I. Um, I, I don't know, I just always like this. I've, I really only use the 60s setting, I guess the spring. It's so, great, yeah. uh, but I think it sounds great, yeah. Yeah, yeah sounds cool. great. Does the trick, yeah. Uh, so that's cool, and I'm not, actually not really using it. This is kind of more just sound check when I'm bored. Like... See, that's the fun stuff, yeah. But hard to incorporate yeah, the actual, we, just, yeah. we don't really have anything. Um, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll find a spot for yeah. it, because it does sound really nice. Yeah, yeah. it is nice. Yeah, I, like yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's a pretty simple board. So. And then all wrapped up with the uh, the pitch black. Yeah, pitch black. Which, man, those things are great because you can freaking see them. I know exactly. Yeah. If you I, get old like me, the you boss, can't see the boss shit. ones definitely. I we use them forever and I love them, but it definitely like the little thing. Yeah. yeah. This one, you know, big. Totally. Oh uh, well. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I love the pitch blacks. I've tried, you know, the Petersons, and yeah, they yeah. make me feel like I'm gonna fucking puke. Totally. Like I can't look at that. Yeah, like, we did a record once, and the producer was in like, the studio. Sure. Yeah, you yeah. use these, and every time I'm like, I'm getting nauseous. I'm getting dizzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely, but uh, you know, I do the trick. But I mean, this it works yeah. great for me. Well, you've yeah. come a long way from your I know two by four uh, plywood. Yeah, rig. that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I used to have to put everything out every day, and uh, you know, ever everything in a toolbox basically yeah <laughs> well greg it's been such awesome. a pleasure we're gonna get tom's yeah. gear and uh, cool. i'm excited for the show awesome yeah, thanks cool. so much hey y'all i'm john bollinger with premier guitar so our rig rundowns for a long time now have been sponsored by Diderio, and i'm thrilled to be using the Diderio expand pedal board i've got this little guy that fits in my gig bag and like many of you i'm changing pedals all the time love having a board that can shrink as I'm shrinking my board or expand as I'm expanding it. And that's why I love the Expand pedal board. Their patented telescoping technology lets me instantly change the size of my pedals playground. It also features a unique cable management system and comes fitted with loops of Velcro, keeping everything neat and easy to swap. The two Expand versions comes with either one or two rows, depending on your needs. So a big thanks to Diderio. Now, let's get back to more rig rundowns. 
All right, now we're back down here in Guitar World with Tom. Yeah, what's up? Hi, dude. What is good? Nice to meet you. Man, it's a pleasure what? to meet you. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm so glad we could get both you and Greg today. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We love um, watching uh, these videos on the bus and stuff like that. It's so fun. Yeah, give us something to do on We got a little guitar chat that we go over it. Yeah. Cool. Do you really? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, of course. Hell yeah. Man, um, well, hey, we appreciate you watching and keeping us employed. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rules. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about some of your guitars. Yeah, let's check it you've out. You've got a yeah. cool little. Uh, well, Stable with tone toys over here. Yeah, so I go through cycles, um, different phases. I don't really have a number one, and I usually switch them up each tour and stuff like that. But on this tour, I've got a uh, American Vintage 277 um, Telecaster. Deluxe, huh? Yeah, Deluxe. Yeah. I fucking love it. Or it might be 75. I forget. But uh, yeah, a black Telecaster is right up my alley. Joe Strummer is one of my favorite sure. musicians and artists of all time. So I'm always you know, leaning into that. But I have done nothing to mod this, except for I was breaking a bunch of strings when I first got it. Uh, so we put, I think, like Strat saddles on it. Oh, interesting. I, don't know, I yeah. can't really tell. But um, Adam hooked it up really nice, and it plays incredible. It's a little bit, you know, like uh, Greg had mentioned before, we record a lot with Telecasters, sure. and kind of that kind of style. Like deluxes or like any kind of, like uh, standards as well? Like standards as well? Yeah, 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 cool. yeah, totally. It's like a good blend between like the deep body of a Les Paul, get a little bit more of the brighter tone. Sure. This is actually really funny because uh, on our newest record, I recorded a lot of stuff with the Jazz Master. Oh. And, and in Marshall, too, which I also don't play. And <laughs> we were going back and forth with Fender and trying to get him to send one. And I'd asked for it. Long story short, they sent this. Uh, thank you, Jason. Yeah. And it's the best happy accident ever because I fucking love this guitar. Yeah. It's incredible. I've never owned a deluxe. It's pretty much like a Les Paul, like volume, volume, tone, tone yeah. kind of setup, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. and I've, um, all my guitars, I barely ever come off the bridge pickup. It's just yeah. slicing down straight through, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty clean. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. And clean it up nice. And I got my uh, ghost pipe sticker. I had to throw it on there. It's this weird plant that uh, sprouts up near where we live. That is, doesn't use chlorophyll. So it's like a weird white little ghost that comes up out of the ground that actually uh, lives as a parasite with like uh, different trees and mushrooms that grow with it. So I was always like, I had to throw that on there. Yeah. It's like a little shout out to home. A little spooky, a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So when you're not on this, what, uh, what else we got? Cause yeah. So, this is my favorite guitar to play, for sure. And this is a 1980 The Paul. Oh, The Paul, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so look at that. I look. love this so much. I think the underneath the faceplates is Seymour Duncan Antiquities, mm -hmm. but I'm not positive on that, actually. But yeah, I love this. You know what I love? Like I love table. The Paul because I have a real bad habit of hitting the switch yeah, on a Les Paul up exactly here. Exactly, same. It's like, we were sound checking before Greg had to fix it for me. I was like, oh, no, just living yeah. in that world, you know? But I love this. I went to a show, uh, one of my first shows I ever went to, I was probably 13, uh, a warehouse space in Wilkes-Barre called um, Home Base, and there was a band playing, and I, I don't know if it's like a planted memory, but I'm pretty sure the guy was playing one of these, and I was like, I need. I, I need gotta have one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we saw uh, Trevor from Smack and Isaiah, and Sheena from Lemuria, and Scott from the Flatliners all playing one. I really wanted to get one. And we were in uh, Seattle, we went to Emerald City, and got this there. That's, that's rad. I love it so How much. How long have you had it? I've had it for probably like eight years. Because considering say. it's age and you guys tour relentlessly, so it's like yeah. pretty good shape. Oh, considering, yeah. I love know. it. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's incredible. It's a little bit darker than the Tele. And I'll show you the amps. I get like a little bit of a brighter tone to kind of match up with Greg's Marshalls. But this like uh, this would be my Desert Island guitar. No for kidding. Sure. Yeah. The only other things. Oh, one time playing in Seattle at a different time, some kid came on stage and ran into the headstock at like the absolute perfect angle. And then this piece just went. Oh, because this is there. all glued. Yeah, yeah, so the top one right here ended up getting glued on, and we turned uh, 
a hotel room and pretended it was like an ER and made jokes about it while we were fixing it and trying to bring it back Scalpel. to life. Scalpel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that's, uh, yeah, I love this guitar so much. Yeah, man, they're super Weird. cool. Oh, it's what? called Woody. Woody. And would yeah. you say 82? Uh, 1980. Oh, 80. Cool. Yeah. I love the Volute. I wish they did that more yeah, often. That sick. one's pretty shallow, but some yeah. of the 70s were honking Volutes, you know? Totally. But I, I do wonder if it helps with the stability. Yeah, I wonder. It's like a... I know that they only made this for a couple years, yeah. but then they remade it again like five years ago or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like there was a reissue, yeah. yeah. Very cool. And then what, do you have one, one yeah, other? Yeah, I got one more. My baby. So this is a 1983 Les Paul Custom that was, it's 40th birthday is tomorrow. Wow. I just looked up the serial number before we were doing Happy this. Happy birthday, yeah. Gibby. Happy birthday. So this guitar is named Tasty. Um, I bought it from Pete Steinkopf from the Bouncing Souls. Dude, Pete is so cool. Pete's I love that guy. Yes, man. Yeah. Right? He recorded the first two Bouncing Souls records with this. Um, it's heavy as hell. I don't know how many pounds exactly, but weighs on the shoulder. Replaced like uh, Nick Harris, uh, who toured with us forever, one of our best buds, taught me a lot about guitars. Replaced the knobs and all the rest of its original hardware. And I, I don't know what's underneath. I forget. I, I totally forget. I know it's been refretted one time. This fucker has seen some sweat. Oh yeah, this Dude, has, this has it's funny because it, yeah, it's like weighed in and mine over the years. But yeah, this guitar is incredible. It's such like a, when I need to do like a good rhythm part of one of the songs when I'm recording or if I'm plowing through power chords, there's nothing feels as solid as this thing does. I sure. love it. What about um, strings and gauges for you? Are you? So it's funny. I used to play like the, the yellow Ernie Ball beefies, like a fatter strings. So I used to really use my elbow a lot and kind of dig in. But I've since like gotten older and I don't do that anymore. And I use like a, a thinner pick and I think I use the red, oh, right here. Yeah, let's take a gander. Yeah. Oh, okay. The lights. Yeah. They're just 52s in the bottom yeah. stuff. Yeah. 11 through 52 then? 11 through 52, yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you, do you have any issues with the, the bottom strings staying in tune or anything like that? Or? No, there's once in a while I'll really smash like an open E and then you hear that yeah. wow. It comes out a little know, bit, It comes sure. out of the speaker, but. No, it's, uh, it still plays incredible, just like when I got it. I got it right after it was uh, refretted. But um, yeah, it's been amazing. All the like yellows mostly worn away on the neck. And, yeah. They did. Missing, uh, missing some binding up here, which yeah. is kind of cool. <laughs> we had to get one of these uh, fret markers repaired. And Scott from Russo, uh, one of the you know best music store in Philly, he put my signature on one of them. It since like broke off and worn away, but there was like a really goofy, uh, really cool little signature thing. Right there. Was it was it popping out on you? Is that why you had to have, had to have it fixed? No, it was just, uh, I think it like, Chipped see how it's chipped away there? Yeah. yeah, it was part of that. Oh, another funny thing that happened to this guitar, if you could see it, it's like, uh, the metal is all chrome. Yeah, it's all. It's like, uh, we had a practice space and it smelled so bad like cat piss from the previous person <laughs> who rented it. That we hired these hippies to come in with like um, wrong people to hire. <laughs> always, well, not always. I take that back. Just friends. kidding. But uh, they had these like oxidizing machines that just glowed purple, and they just oxidized the air to get rid of it. So we set them up in the practice space in our, our studio that we had there. We wrote um, all of "Hello Exile" there, and they were like, "Yeah, just leave it run for two days and come back." And we came back in, and all of this type of metal on the guitars and the amps that were in there was chromed over. So it was weird. Like some, yeah, it's weird, right? It was kind of cool. Did it get rid of the cat piss smell? It did, kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of got rid of the cactus now. I mean, that's a hard one. So kind of, I guess, is better than no. Yeah, kind of is yeah. better than no. Yeah. That place is that's a wild place. Yeah, practice spaces are worse than daycares, man. <laughs> like there's just it's gross yeah. everywhere. I love it. Yeah, we're lucky now. We have a, a cool studio up in uh, Port Richmond, but these days this place was on by um, oh man the park down in on when you get over to Southwest Philly. 
It's just all kinds of wild shit was going on there all the time. It was cool. That is fun. Yeah. Well, should we hop on stage and take a look at your, uh, rest of your rig? All yeah, right, cool. yeah. All right, Tom. Tom, what is, what, what's happening now, buddy? We're over here with some amps. Yeah, got some man, cool we stuff. got two of them. Dose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in the past, I've seen you playing like oranges. Yeah, yeah. I think you had a satellite you mentioned. Um, yep, a satellite, uh, satellite Adam, and I've been playing a, a like a Blackface Deluxe Reverb reissue for a long time. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, it works, just works so well with pedals. Yeah, so I had the orange. We uh, reached out to Epitaph before we recorded our record, Rented Worlds. And we were like, hey, we don't have like any stuff. Can you give us Hook some money up. to buy stuff? Yeah. And they did, and I bought a... Uh, Good on you, Brett. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. I bought an OR100 and this cab that I have, and uh, that worked really well. We were kind of, you know, I wasn't super focused in or synced in on tone or like how to really play to tone and stuff like that. So I was kind of just going for what I saw other bands using and what they like the backline that they had at the fest and stuff sure. like that. So the OR100 was great. It was way more amp than we it's ever. It's a lot needed. of amp. Yeah, yeah. I didn't Which I think those amp. are kind of considered like a pedal a pedal platform amp, right? Like yeah, a big, for sure. Loud fucking clean amp. You know? Totally. Yeah, yeah. You cool. Crank that thing, and I used uh, both the clean and the dirty channel on that for some of the songs. Back gotcha. In the day. But now we're running an AC30. Head. Yeah, now I got an AC30 head. So then I switched to a, a Satellite Atom, which is a great amp. It has uh, EL84s, just like the Vox. I saw we played a show at Social Distortion a long time ago, and I was like, the space theme, the, uh, you know, the like uh, 50s retro sci-fi kind of vibe sucked me in, and the tone of the amp was incredible. Sure. Like I was playing like a Les Paul Jr. through, I believe it was a Satellite Atom, and I was like, damn, I need to get one of those. Sounds killer. So I got one of those, used it for years, and then uh, we were in Europe, and like Greg mentioned before, Dave, uh, our engineer, he has a whole backline over there that we rent from him, and he had a Vox, and I had it mixed with the Deluxe, and one day we were sound checking, and just about everybody was like, hey, that's the best hey, that's guitar what's up. ever sounded. Yeah. And I was like, Shit, Also, right. like there is something that happens between like a Marshall-y, like if you do like a, a, a Vox, side and a, and a Marshall side sounds yeah, fucking good to me. Totally. So like we consciously feels, kind of did that. Yeah. Like the, the, you know, the Marshall's a little bit dirtier, a little bit uh, rounder in the middle. And then uh, I picked the Deluxe mixed with the Vox and it brings like a brighter tone mm -hmm. that kind of uh, sits within Greg's playing without rubbing up too much. Like it doesn't sure. like get like the, share the same frequencies and all that. Not so, stepping on, on yeah. each other too much. Sometimes the people chagrin if I'm like ripping way too bright and we've got to dial it back once in a while. Get but the ice picky thing going on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Especially with the the, uh, the telly. But uh, yeah, the Fender Blackface, I fell in love with them. I actually have a uh, 60s Vibrolux at my house, which is a funny story. My grandfather was um, electrical engineering teacher at, at Penn State Satellite School. And some kid in the early 80s brought in the Vibrolux, and they rehoused it and fixed it, and then a, he rewired. The kid like dropped out and never showed up to pick it up, so he rewired it and they used it to like call out church bingo numbers for like thirty years. <laughs> like a PA amp. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. PA amp. And then I was at his house and I was like, "Yo, what's the deal with that amp?" And he told me the story and I was like, "That's a really good amp." And he's like, "Yeah, you can just have it." So that's what right. I keep in my house with uh, an ox top on top to. Uh, yeah. To, you know, to play tone it, yeah, 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 totally. So, hey, if you are that kid that left that amp, I hope you're not watching. Yeah, hope uh, you're not watching. You're probably an old man now. Yeah, right? you, you yeah. can't have it back. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not getting it back. No way. So, Amp World sounds great, and I think it's an excellent compliment. It's what Greg's got going on. Awesome. So thanks. Let's yeah. let's dive into these pedals. Uh, where he has the KTR, you have the Archer, which I think is a really good approximation. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a clone, 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 clone. You know, mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, I have like three of them. Yeah, um, the clone and clone, 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 yeah. clones are cool. Clone, yeah. clones, clones, they're clones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're clones. Mm -hmm. The uh, <laughs> so I, I've like filled my head with so much stuff and useless things and like studio things and uh, I haven't, I don't have like as extensive of a gear knowledge. So I really lean on Greg and. Uh, the guys to be like my tone chaperone. 
Tone chaperone. This like steamroll. We all need a tone chaperone. People hand me things. Yeah. But uh, so he really helped me out, and he got me on the Archer after he had gotten the clone because uh, the prices had gone up so high, and it was sure. just so much more uh, accessible. So I leave that on all the time. I barely yep. ever used the Queen channel, so it's just standard. Just it's, to kind of excite the amp a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. to excite the amp, to keep it standard. If we do fly-in dates where we're renting another uh, Reverb Deluxe, I have like a you know standard tone that will sure. cross it. So yeah, I just leave that thing on all the time. I actually use um, the output as the headroom for the amp. So I typically get like a clean sound that I like. It doesn't really break up too much. There's a couple songs. It's that pretty clean. clean. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty clean. Pretty clean, bright. But then just leave this on, and then if we as we have to change the headroom, I just use that knob on there, almost like an attenuator. Love it. Yeah, that's a way to do it for damn sure. Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, I love the 80s Maxon Flanger accent. Yeah. yeah. So we have a new song on our record called There's No Place in This World for Me. And the producer, Brad, created an environment while we were recording that was just really playful and fun. It was super cool. And they had tons of pedals lying around, and they had this old uh, Maxon Flanger in there. And I was like, I'm going to plug that in just for the, you know, for the fuck of it, see what happens. And it was while we were working on that song, and he came in and he was like, we had originally written the song at double speed, and he came in and was like, trust me guys, just play it at half speed. And then there were parts where I just started noodling in the middle. Um, it's like kind of subtle, but so it was it's very slow phase. Yeah, very, yeah. Keep it, I keep it on real slow uh, to, you know, that's less object, um, you know, annoying for everyone. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. The end. But uh, yeah, left it on. We recorded that song uh, after kind of just learning it in the room really quickly. And I used a flange around it, so I was like, shit, I gotta get one. And we were in that guitar street in Paris by uh, Sacre Coeur, and they had one just like in the window. And I just went in and was like, gotta get that. Yep. It's Sold. super annoying because it has like, it's like 18 volt or oh, some, yeah, 12 volt weird. or something like that. But uh, the Strymon uh, power supply makes Works it, for it easy to work. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. So that's it, yeah. I had a chorus pedal on here. Which I'm actually a huge fan of chorus. You like it? I okay. love it, man. I love it. it. It definitely can be overdone, but I'm just a real sucker for a lot of the like '80s post-punk and kind of like new wave stuff. For sure. the reason a lot of the chorus in it, I love it. Uh, yeah, so that gets used one time, and it replaced the chorus pedals. So our front house guy Dave, I know he hates chorus and reverb. So well, like, I mean, all right, we'll make some moves here. As far as modulation effects, it's not too far away from yeah, what you're. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Cool, and then we got um, the Loop Station. So the Loop Station is a brand new addition. Um, we have a song on our new record called Come On Heartache that has a pad guitar kind of underneath it, and I'll show you what I used to make the pad in a sec. Oh, so you're using that for basically like Yeah, it's, that. A, it's a track, actually. Okay. So it's a, um, uh, we took the ambient guitar from that song, and I pitched it down and put it on the loop pedal, and it usually works because it's just kind of like chords moving around. Oh, so just like a synth pad, yeah. <laughs> The whole thing. I love y'all's melody. Like, I love listening to the to your band because I love the dichotomy of like happy sounds yeah. with sad ass <laughs> lyrics. Like, I love Saves the Day and and oh, the Smiths and yeah. shit. And you guys do that. It's like poppy nice, and happy, man. but yeah, man, nice. it's devastating at the same time. And I, two yeah. of our huge influences. As well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Really. But yeah, Sorry, a little side note there, but yeah. I'm gonna have fun with that in the future. You can load one shots on it. My whole yeah. plan was before the tour to load like an absolutely absurd solo and then. Trick our drummer or something, just like turn it on, pretend I'm playing it. Just so, Eddie Van Halen's ass. Yeah, that's what I looked up, Eddie Van Halen. I was like, I can figure this out. Then yeah. it took like ten minutes. I was like, all right, uh, I'm divested from this. But uh, yeah, for for gain staging, I keep it pretty simple. It's just the Archer, 
for uh, regular rhythm tones and distortion. And then for any leads, I just use the OCD. Which is, um, those are awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's worked for me for 10 years now, probably. Same one? And, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, definitely oh, not. Okay. Smash the fuck <laughs> yeah, out yeah, of those. Yeah. And I lose all those little screws that go mm. on the side. They just disappear. But, uh, um, yeah, so I don't use it too much for like big chunky stuff. Once in a while for a big chord, that kind of thing. But sure. I usually just rely on the amps and the archer to dig harder to get the bigger shit. But the blend, I love it. Yeah, it's not over the top. No. Nah. But it's it, it's dirty. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. I really love like that. But you tried to simplify things a bit. And then my favorite piece on the pedal board, besides the looper, so I have like this patch base set up. Uh, so that I don't have to jump around sure, the pedal yeah. board. It has two modes. One, you just hit each button and you get one of the pedals Pedal on or off. Out. And then the other mode is you can program combinations of sure. pedals. So you can hit a couple pedals at once, which I really... Yeah, because it's always hard doing this shit while you're singing and playing. Exactly, and yeah, yeah. yeah, especially if I'm like fumbling around and mm -hmm. shit, or if I don't have my glasses on. But, uh, but my real favorite piece of uh, equipment on my pedal board is the Strymon Timeline. Ooh, it's fun. I love it oh, so they're much. So fun. I use it at yeah. home as a piece of outboard gear all the time, just rip through all the different settings. But uh, I, so I basically went in and programmed, there's like six or seven by song that I use. So like I just cycle through this external one. Oh, so you're using this as a controller for yeah, it. I yeah, I use this okay. as a controller for the timeline. So I've got like... Uh, so do you do it by set list where you put the banks in order so you can just up, 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 or are you... Kind of, I have it just like in a range of six or seven of them. Gotcha. I just kind of cycle through them. If there's a part in the set of that tour that really needs me to put them in order, I just jump on the computer and you can do it instantly. Oh, right, because it has like a, oh, yeah, yeah. It's super cool. And I've used, this thing is, is fucking crazy. I don't, I'll never use all of the parameters that it has, but I've uh, used the MIDI control to uh, sync up with some synthesizers and stuff at home and with Ableton, sure. and it's, you have a lot of fun. Like, there's probably more processing power in that fucking thing than we used to go to the moon. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I, I love them, but they're a bit overwhelming. Like, yeah. I do find that a lot of people get them, and then they find the one sound that they need out of the 10 billion. Totally. That's like kind what of even Greg it. was saying before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, and mine aren't very, like, a lot of times I just change the delay time. So I'll use uh, one in particular is kind of like, a, as I mentioned Pete again, a trick that he showed us, uh, like a 100 millisecond delay to just kind of thicken up leads. Oh, like almost like, like a double tracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But this is one I use mainly, uh, so this is a song we have called Lookers where I use two different types of delay, but this is the stack one that I'll do for most leads. It's like. So it just kind of thickens, just kind of thickens it up a little it bit. It almost reads as a, a bit of a reverb kind of yeah, too. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And then in that same one, for a longer delay when I'm feeling extra annoying, you know? Uh, it has a modulator on it. When you need to just get Chris isaac out. And yeah, just... and I, there's a tap on the control, so I'll tap to wherever we're at in the song where we're doing that thing. Handy. Yeah. Yeah. And my favorite one, there's a slap and all that shit, but my favorite is using it as a pad. Between songs? And... There's actually a couple songs where we, we use it as part of it. So cool. uh, there's one on our first, or not our first record, but on the Impossible Past, the title track uses that reverse delay. It rolls through a little line on it. 
And I use it on uh, the new record. There's three or four songs, actually, where I kind of like yeah. roll the pad through. Those That's what I wish I could do, is just play a trippy pad underneath yeah. everything. But those things are just endless fun. Yeah, it's so yeah. fun. It's, 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 it's hard to like just lose yourself in it to yeah. like kind of get away from what you were going for in the first place. Oh, totally. So much shit in it. You're oh, like, my oh, my God. God. And redoing shit, like when you're Good really luck. fucking around with that, and you're like, oh, I got that. I'm going to write a song with this. And like the settings are just Totally gone. fucking <laughs> forgot what it was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, damn, dude, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Dude. Pleasure's all ours. Thank new, you so much. New Records a Ripper. You guys got, definitely got to check that out. And thanks for watching. Stay tuned for more rig rundowns, video lessons, gear reviews, all that fun stuff. See you later. For my whole career, I've used D'Addario strings. This is the one that I use live with Megadeth, and I love it. I've been with D'Addario my whole career, even when I was playing bass in Van Halen, because that's what Dad would play, D'Addario for life. And I say it right, D'Addario.